Hello everybody. Welcome and thank you for joining. We're here with another session of Open Diner. Our topic today is self-awareness in relationships. We are continu continuing to talk about love and relationships. As we said last time, in the United uh, in the United States, I nearly said the United Kingdom. Then, in the United States, about fifty percent of married couples divorce, the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. The number of people who are single is almost more than double what it was just fifty years ago. People are not meant to go through life alone. Our romantic relationships are at the centre of all other our, all our other connections. We want to try and address that and give you the tools you need to better understand your partner or potential partner and develop love that grows over time. This is a cameras on event, so if you could kindly turn on your cameras, that would be great. We find that it helps us to connect to each other and it gives you the opportunity to fully benefit from this event. Uh, some activities that we will be doing require being able to see each other. If you're joining us on Facebook or YouTube, Welcome, and please tell us your name and where you're from. Participate, answer questions in the comments, and we'll try to read them during the show. My name is Rob, and I'm from Wales in the United Kingdom. Hi, everyone. My name is Nina. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Are there... I, I see that we do have a few... Uh, newcomers here. Maybe we can go around and introduce ourselves, both of you who are here for the first time. Daryl, Mustafa, can you tell us where you're from? I'm actually Sarah um, from the Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, Sarah. Maybe just change the name on your screen for anyone who doesn't know. Okay. Mustafa German with Abby. Would you like to turn on your cameras maybe and introduce yourselves? And we have someone who is uh, DR. Uh, hi, everyone. I, uh, some issues uh, i listening your meetup so i uh, stop my video and listen to in my hear in this phone i'm from pakistan i am i'm dr i'm from boston hi dr Anyone else who's here for the first time? Abby? I'm not here for the first time, but I'm from New York. And not comfy. I'm not able to turn on my camera. Okay. Uh, that's fine. If, uh, if you become comfortable at any point, uh, please do turn it on because it helps us with the connection um, that we're trying to build here. And also some activities will be requiring cameras. Um, I think that's everyone, right? Everyone else has been here before. Okay, so for anyone who might be joining us uh, for the first time here on Zoom, 
or on social media. We meet every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. So definitely make sure you leave that time open every week. The video that we will be watching today is from a wonderful course that is put together by psychologists. And it's actually based on the laws of nature. This video will teach us how to attain harmony in our relationships despite our differences and how to achieve love that lasts and grows over time. Of course, as with anything in life, just knowing the rules isn't enough. So it's up to each individual here to apply what you learn in your life. And as we know, everything is easier when we do it together. So we are here every week to provide a supportive environment and to help each other apply these rules of love in our lives. And it really doesn't matter if you're in a romantic relationship currently or if you're still looking for that special someone. If you start applying these rules in all of your relationships, it will prepare you for being a better partner uh, to that special person or potential person. And it may even draw that right person into your life. Okay, uh, a few announcements and reminders. We're trying to create a, a supportive environment where we can connect above any differences. So please stay on topic, no criticism, and avoid politics. Remember to mute your microphone when you're not speaking to minimize background noise. And if you can turn on your cameras again, it will allow you to fully benefit from this event. Please remember to keep your answers brief so that everyone gets a chance to speak. And if you're joining us on Facebook or YouTube, please participate. Answer questions in the comments. Uh, we'll be together during this event. Thank you, Rob. Um, so some of, some of you know that we always start by doing um, an icebreaker to break the ice between us and become more comfortable. The icebreaker is uh, a little bit different today. We are going to do uh, a sharing and listening exercise. Uh, so learning to listen without criticism or judgment that takes work. And uh, we're going to start with uh, this exercise right now, where we're going to practice listening without trying to fix anything or make any judgments. You might know, you know, from your own experience, you, you share that uh, story uh, from the heart and someone has all this advice right away, or they form the judgment right away about what you've said. We don't, we want to learn not to do that. We want to just listen. So one at a time, if you like, you can share a story about not being heard, seen, or respected. And tell us how it made you feel. While one of us is speaking, the rest of us practice listening. So the purpose of this exercise, like I said, is to improve listening, tuning, and empathy, as well as to learn to rely on each other more when facing confusing or new situations. The first story that pops into your mind is often the best, don't overthink it. You may not wanna pick the most hurtful story that comes to mind, but again, the first one that comes to mind is usually the best. 
when you are the listener, notice when you form a judgment about what is right or wrong in what is being shared, or when you get an idea about how you can help. So notice that and then let it go. We just want to listen empathically. Okay, and then after we do this, we are going to share our impressions. So again, who can start us off by sharing a story about not being heard, seen, or respected? I have one story that comes to mind. Uh, my wife's friend called and asked my wife to, her car was down, could she come and take her to the store? My wife didn't feel up to it, so she said she'll send me, her husband, she'll send me. So when I got there, I have a thing about getting, when I get into a car, I cannot, I would not get into the car first. I will always open the door and let the lady, uh, the woman get into the car first. This, and before I would get in. And then just, I would do that for anyone. Well, it's the first time I had to, was uh, taking this lady to the store. So when I opened, get, when I opened the door for her to get in, she was, she got offended and she cursed me out. And she said that she is not weak. She can open her own door. Now, I was really hurt by that. I was, thought I was doing a good thing. So I just said to her, you know, I do this off, I do this for ladies, but I guess you're not a lady, so I won't be doing this for you ever again. That's great, Willie. Um... I've got uh, uh, the first thing that came to my mind um, when Nina was talking was um, going back many, 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 many years when I was 15 and a half and I joined the military. And I remember going into the, arriving at the camp and going into the room, uh, the reception room, and it was uh, full of guys like myself the first day there joining. Um, and they all seemed older than me. They seemed to have more confidence than me. And I really felt... Um, like I was the odd one in the room. I felt very nervous, um, very alone, um, and I really felt that, I felt intimidated. Um, I did discover afterwards that they all felt the same, but at the time I really felt I was the only one. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Do we have any other brave volunteers? Please. I'll go. Um, this is recent, but uh, I mean, in the last few years, but um, I, I went to a unity, which I don't know if you know, it's this kind of a spiritual group that accepts gays and everything. I mean, it's very inclusive instead of exclusive. And I've been to about nine or 10 of them across the nation. And I went to get help with my uh my mate that i no longer have and the the first day they said the, their music um guy that's been there 22 years disappeared i mean he was going to mexico so i volunteered i learned 108 songs i played for a few years and the head guy 
no, the head woman's dad was 85 years old and he kept being extremely uh, hitting on me and lewd. And I, I don't want to repeat stuff, but I, I asked him nicely five times and I asked the head minister five times. And then finally I turned him into the board. And after seven weeks, the board said they didn't need me as a musician anymore. And I, now I got about 200 letters going. We're horrified that they did this to you. But it just made me like, I couldn't, and I had done a seven page letter of how it affected me and how unit in, and they didn't hear that letter. And oh my God, I was devastated. So. We have time for maybe one or two more. Anyone else wants to share? Um, okay, go ahead. Oh, I, I just remember my, I remember my first law class. I had opposing opinions with about 90% of the class. And, you know, I don't, it, it doesn't feel good, you know, when people don't respect your opinion. Frankly, I was probably wrong at the time, but it, it, it still doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Everybody wants to be respected, every human being on the planet. And if you, if you smear someone's respect, you're going to get some real problems in life, you know, and uh, that goes for me too. Sometimes I have to learn to shut up now. <laughs> well, I can quickly share something as well, uh, since we're talking about it. I used to have, um, believe it or not, just incredible fear of speaking in front of people especially on stage. And um, there was one event where uh, I basically had to speak for a job that I was doing. Um, and I tried to get out of it in all possible ways and it was just impossible. And uh, as I'm standing there with uh, this uh, group of uh, women, you know, uh, who were presenting before me, I'm just feeling literally sick. And uh, my knees are shaking, my heart is pounding, like <clears throat> it's ready to fly out of my chest. I just feel I am not going to be able to do this. Uh, and uh, I was about to literally give my paper from which I had to read to the previous person that spoke before me, saying that, I just can't do this. Please help me out. And she walked in a different direction. I didn't have a chance. So I went up there and I had to speak um, or read from this paper. And I'm just feeling all the while, I mean, obviously this is, you know, made up in my head, but how everybody is judging me that my voice is shaking and my knees are shaking. And I, I probably am coming off so weak and uh, unsure of myself. And I just can't stop thinking about it, but I pushed through and uh, I just have to tell you how wrong I was because so many people came up to me afterwards saying that, you know, what you read, it was so inspiring. It was so beautiful. Uh, so all these fears were completely uh, <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, Nina, I know we haven't got a, a lot of time left, but I think German was trying to speak, but he, he didn't unmute himself. Sure. Uh, German, please go ahead. 
Okay, well, um, well, I just went to Dominican Republic to, well, I'm from Dominican, but I grew up in New York. And I went to the arts and to meet somebody. And that person was like very nice, um, very dirty. Um, but the thing is that she, she have, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that she happened somebody else. So she was like, you know, she won like, to have like two people at the same time to say, wait, no, that that's not good. You know, I'm so I'm, I'm learning a lot about about, about this. That's what I said. Thank you for sharing. Uh, one thing, it's a little bit hard to hear you. So next time you speak, maybe you can hold your microphone to to your um, mouth. Okay. But we, I think we heard you this time. Okay. Um, okay, we do have to move on. Uh, I want to say I have time for this second part. Uh, I know that not everyone got a chance to speak. There will be more opportunities to speak later on. So this question is for everyone because we all were listening regardless of uh, whether or not we spoke. So let's share our impressions and let's be honest. What did it feel like to listen without judgment? Was it difficult? And what did it feel like to share, knowing that the other participants would try not to judge you? Okay, so the first part of the question is for everyone. The second part of the question is for those who spoke. Let's share our impressions about how it felt. Okay, very quickly, because time is rolling on. Um, I found it very difficult not to judge um, and not to make, make my own opinions of, of what the guys were saying. Um, and to be honest, when I was sharing my little piece, I completely forgot that people were trying to listen and, and not judge me or, or make their own opinions up. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening anyway, guys. <laughs> I agree with you, Rob. I had a, a hard time not deciding what you should have done. Uh, who was right in this? Did you handle it correctly? You know, I, it was, I'm glad I could keep quiet. It was inside, it was hard for me not to form opinions. You know, I've taken a bunch of um, studies about choice and that you really can learn it, you have to practice not judging. So when, when if I'd hear something, I, I kind of like, I, I've learned to listen and go, oh, that might be something you would have judged, but let it go. And I'm, 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 it's, 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 it's a skill. You have to like practice, practice, practice. Otherwise, you know, what criticism really is, is that uh, somebody criticizes you because they, they feel more important putting you down. So it's a really negative energy. So yeah, I like to be lifted up, not put down. For me, it was very easy. Uh, you know, the the uh, Willie's story just resonated so you know <laughs> deeply with me. So there was no judgment for anyone else what I heard because what Willie said that this lady was offended uh, that Willie opened the door for her. I, you can hear my accent and I came to this country very many, many years ago. And the first thing that 
I was absolutely bewildered that man would not hold the door for you when you want to exit. I was stunned. It, it took me some time to digest. They didn't want to offend me that I'm strong. I can do it myself. You know, this is a different. It, it's very interesting. You know, we shouldn't judge anything and anyone. It is amazing. You know how how we should be you know, just look at that and, and say, maybe I don't understand. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm built in a way, like I think most people, where we judge everything around us. Um, but I think it's uh, freedom to be in, in like a, a, a group or environment or whatever, where we're trying to stop, we're trying to stop that. We it's like building a muscle. Someone said it's, it's hard to do and, and it takes practice. Right. And, um, Susie, and that's the truth. We have to build that muscle. Um, we're all different, right. And we're going to disagree with each other, but we have to, uh, just like any other muscle, we just have to build. It's very hard though. It gets worse, uh, with your family. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that is. DR, you're unmuted. Do you want to add? Yeah, yeah I mean, judging. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, First, good. DR, then N. Okay. I mean, judging, I guess, is a loaded word, right? I find myself I find myself assessing the situation, but not judging the person, like not judging the person negatively or or anything like that. But I, I think we always need to assess the situation to evaluate. Um, you know, to just, to truly not judge at all is almost to just not react to something. Um, so I, I know I found myself assessing more than judging. Can I interrupt? I know, I know uh, Anne's gonna go, but I really agree with that because, uh, um, uh, what, what's your name, DR, DR? Because if you, um, if you just don't, you don't react, that's, you know, but what the difference between judgment and discernment is whether you can see something and still have love. You can, if you can perceive something that might be wrong with someone or what we would, most people would assume would be wrong. Or I don't even like the word wrong, but, but yeah. And then, and I, I love that DR because it works. It works if, you know, it works if you work it. I also felt a lot of empathy for the, most of the stories were something negative that happened to someone. So I felt empathy. But again, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like it was judging them. It's more just empathy for their them being in that situation. Okay, Anne, and then we have to move on. Okay. Sorry about my jumping in. I didn't hear DR's name called. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just, I too felt empathy for as, as all the, the different situations like Willie and Susie especially um, those, and I was glad Nina's talk went well, that sounds great. But years ago, I read a book that was dealing with like cognitive behavioral therapy. So like using your work, you know, the way you think to feel better. And this author talked about the, the word should, like think, like thoughts that make us angry. And so the word should, like she shouldn't, say that to me or he he shouldn't be doing that and he he said don't you 
why shouldn't they? I mean, and, and so that, that I used to think about that a lot. I would like to be less judgmental, but I didn't really feel judgmental in these situations because I didn't see where anybody that are, 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 are the people who were sharing didn't do anything wrong, but it, thank you. And there's a song called Don't Should On Me. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah, this author used to joke about that too. Something about shooting on people. <laughs> okay, let's give ourselves a round of applause. Everyone did great. Um, we'll move on to the video, uh, which will be followed by a round discussion. So pay attention. Okay, and this is really the main part of our event where, and this video will go into uh, the self-awareness and relationships that um, this event is about, okay? In order to have successful relationships, the first thing we need to know is ourselves. Who are we? What is our nature? What is our inner mechanism? What makes us tick? Understanding ourselves will, of course, help us understand others, too. So let's get straight to it. Kabbalists explain that our nature, our inner mechanism, is simply a desire to feel maximum pleasure with minimum effort. That is what you can find at the very foundation of life, of everything you see around you. It's the formula of matter in nature. We all want to feel good, to experience pleasure. In relation to others, it means we want other people to love, respect, and value us, and we certainly don't want anything to be lacking or hurtful. This is the most basic law of our nature. Everyone has this inner mechanism. It can also be called our ego or our self. There are hundreds of different aspects and tendencies within ourselves, but in general, we can view our desire as a scale that runs from our most basic desires, the animalistic needs for food, sex, and family, and onwards to higher, more evolved desires, such as money, pride, respect, control over others, and knowledge. For each of us, these desires appear in different combinations and at different levels of intensity. It's actually what makes each of us a unique individual. Some people will be more in love with food, others will be more drawn towards money, while others will be much more drawn towards science and research. You see how each one of us has this unique makeup of desires. And what we're drawn to at a specific time isn't permanent. Our desires are constantly growing and evolving. Once we've fulfilled a certain goal, we quickly find that a new goal takes its place. Now, let's take a look at what happens in a relationship. Here, you have two people who are different from one another, each trying to be happy and fulfilled. Two different, constantly changing systems moving in different directions. So then how do these two entities connect and maintain a stable mutual path? If you can answer this question, you're already halfway to a higher connection. This is truly the source of all our relationship problems. We need to find a common source of pleasure around which we can come together and be as one. This is called the shared space. 
that we need to learn how to create in our relationship. This shared space is really the center of our relationship and it's something that exists above all our other individual desires pulling us in different directions and above all the events and relationship dynamics we experience. This shared space can really only be created by a mutual desire for love and connection. Now, how can we develop this mutual desire? Here's where our self-awareness comes right back into the picture. We need to acknowledge that we are two egoists, each with his or her set of individual desires pulling us in different directions. This ego also comes with all kinds of impulses and tendencies, patterns we picked up throughout our lives. In fact, we're constantly bombarded by influences from our social environment and the media that surrounds us. And these very impulses are the result of the way we've been accustomed to think and behave to get what we want and feel that we need in our relationship. When our interests meet, we may feel that the relationship is flowing. But when they're not, we feel justified in demanding, criticizing, being judgmental, detached or insensitive, and that's what causes arguments and makes us see things differently. We can lash out at the other person simply because we're feeling empty. Becoming more aware of these impulses will allow us to begin to move in a new direction. Instead of our nature controlling us, we can begin to see it much more clearly and choose differently. Instead of allowing our anger, our disagreements and our differences to control us, we can rise above our automatic responses and choose to connect above it. We'll have an entire lesson on how to make that choice. But for now, I just want to make one thing clear. Having an ego experience, anger, judgment, even On the contrary, the more we talk about it with our partner, expose our negative habits or traits, and observe them together objectively as something completely natural. The more compassion we can have for ourselves, the more we can release a lot of the internal pressure that comes along with trying to hide what's happening within us from ourselves and others. And finally, we can choose differently. Because it really doesn't matter what patterns you or your partner have. You can fix anything you want if you have that awareness and also if you give each other good examples. If each person in the relationship shows the other an example of rising above anger, discord, and disagreement, and choosing connection and compassion, or kindness, empathy, we can transform our relationships. And just as importantly, we can give our kids that example. Let's face it, a lot of these impulses we have are things we picked up as children from our parents. Many of these patterns are later reinforced by films and videos we watch, even as adults. So this awareness and mutual effort to choose differently can prevent us from passing these patterns on to our children too. And it doesn't matter if we fail occasionally. It's the effort that we make at setting that example that has the greatest influence. And every time we succeed at going above our anger or judgment and choosing love and kindness, that will strengthen that shared space between us. All right, so let's review. In this lesson, we learned that our nature is a desire to receive pleasure. Each one of us has a unique set of ever-evolving desires we're constantly trying to satisfy, even unconsciously. We learn 
that we're driven by impulses and certain patterns that can cause a lot of anger, judgment, and separation in our relationships. We also learned that the first step to creating a good relationship is becoming aware of these impulses and of the patterns we've acquired and having the willingness to expose them and see them with objectivity and compassion. It's just nature. We also learned that with this new awareness, we can change and fix anything by giving and receiving good example to and from each other. In the next lesson, we're going to talk about how to transform any negative situation that shows up in our relationship into a deeper, higher level of connection. Wow, what a video. Um, I think we're going to have to do this one again because uh, there's an awful lot packed into that, wasn't there? So anyway, now we'll uh, move to our round discussion. But first of all, let's go up over some etiquette rules. Okay, um, we are here to build a space of support, love, care, and warmth. A bit like what Tal was just talking about in the video. Um, everyone is equal and very important. So we go around the table and we speak briefly and on topic and we listen attentively. There are no right or wrong answers and the truth is in the center of our connection. Okay, so uh, to the round discussion. Reminder to turn your cameras on if you can. And our first question. Listen carefully, it's a long question. So how do we create a shared space in our relationship? Okay, in the video, we heard that the shared space exists above all our individual egoistic desires, which pull us in different separate directions. So how can we create a shared space that is ours above all the individual interests? Okay, a little bit of a complicated one, but let's do our best. Well, I think, I think uh, go, Millie. I think we share our, by doing this by allowing the other person to have that space and seeing to it that we don't invade it, be conscious of it. I think, um, I don't know how to create that shared space just yet, but um, I think we have to be aware of the value of this shared space. Like if we want to create anything, we have to have value in it, right? And uh, my guess is, is that uh, as a society, we're not doing great with the relationships right now. And and uh, that's probably to what the lady was referring to. This Without this shared space existing, you, you can't really, you, what are you going to build it on, right? Moving desires? like building a building on this quicksand. I think by um, valuing the, the relationship above being right um, and trying to prove my own point, um, I think also applying these uh, etiquette rules that were just displayed in the on the screen in our relationships is a great start. 
you know, creating this uh, space of uh, support and um, respect and uh, being conscious of how I'm reacting, what energy I'm putting out, what the criticism I have. Um, you know, that's what this event is really about, being self-aware in order not to hurt the other person. Um, so really being mindful of how I am affecting my partner. Yeah, and I, I think it's really important uh, to have your space, their space, and our space. In other words, their space, my space, and our space. Because, like, I'm cleaning a lot now because you all know uh, my my mate's no, no longer with me. I'm, the last few weeks especially, I'm going through stuff. And I'm realizing how much I compromised, not in a good way. Just like, in other words, compromise, like, wow, I lost myself. I'm finding art projects that I haven't picked up in five years. And I go, oh, my God, I'm doing art again. I'm doing, you know, I'm, but so I think it's really important that you learn how to create your space. And then as you, as you learn that, then you create a space for them to be free. And then you come together and have your together space. It's, I, I don't think it's easy, but it's. It's, it works if you work it. Oh, I was going to say something too on that. Um, so you have to have healthy boundaries in order to create that space. And um, I think that there's a thing called codependency and that's something I struggle with. And I think if you're codependent, you become this person that needs that person when really you just need to feel complete within yourself. So I think it's a matter of feeling complete within yourself and that other person feeling complete instead of just, you know, being codependent with the, in, within each other, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I meant to. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, Sarah. I mean, everyone's awesome. If we had this participation every week, we we'll definitely would have to extend this show. Um, I advise you to look at the couple of the back recordings, um, Sarah, because we were speaking specifically about codependency. I think it was either last week or the week before. So um, have a look at the the past ones. Um, I think you'll benefit from them. So um, yeah, we'll move on to question two. Uh, how can we connect above our automatic egoistic responses? Okay, how can we connect above our automatic egoistic? responses great answers so far guys i think um i think about maslow's hierarchy of needs and a couple of us have used above and maybe it's about thinking about the level above wherever the conflict is in those needs so if there's conflict around kind of everyday stuff taking the conversation and that shared space to the level above that in the hierarchy of needs might might be easy to work with because it's not the kind of everyday conflict stuff and it's aspirational because it's the next level of needs i don't know if, is, is that so people familiar with maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah i think yeah i would say slow to speak and quick to hear 
I think I think we need having having friction in a relationship is not is a natural thing. I don't think anybody's found one without it. So therefore, it must have been built in automatically. So what's the point, right? And so I think like anything else, there's a resistance, right? Just like I hear because it's my eardrum, there's resistances all throughout nature and they generally benefit us. This one's a little bit more tricky, but I think um, I think what the lady there is saying is, you know, we go against these things and that creates a stronger relationship. And I, I think that's the point of them. So they're built in, right? They're by design, I think. Yeah, I, I think we, we have to listen to each other, you know, and that make me go up the, 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 the relationship. Yeah, think, uh, sorry, go on, Santa. I was going to say that I think it, I think one thing that came to mind for some reason is like trusting your intuition, like trusting yourself. Uh, to um, go above and beyond. And, you know, I, I think one of my natural responses is, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. And saying that I'm, you know, that's one of my things. And I think trusting your intuition is something that's really, really important to decipher whether it's a toxic relationship, whether it's a healthy one, whether it's something that you want to get involved in or not. Um, I think that's important too. I mean, maybe, I don't know if that answers the question or not, but it, I just know that trusting your intuition kind of helps you to um, help you to navigate your life in a way that makes it easier to, you know, rise above all of those egotistical things because if you don't trust yourself then how are you gonna ever how are you ever gonna do anything productive yeah thank you Sarah I was gonna say in the in the video um Tao spoke about not being afraid to talk about your negative egoistic traits um that's one area where we all shy away we don't want to confront them um, but if we do it, as she said, in a, a loving, caring environment, atmosphere, um, it's good to talk. Yeah, I think um, I think our ego can be a friend or it can be an, an enemy. And the way that many people are using it I think is contributing to the extremely high divorce rate now nowadays. Uh, the, um, you know, the ego basically is looking out for itself and looking out for its best interest, and that's our nature. We can't really get away from that. Um, but we need to be intelligent about it. That we are not animals. You know, an animal just reacts based on impulses um, we can have a reaction and then we can scrutinize that reaction is this beneficial for my relationship because ultimately if my relationship is happy then i'm happy so it's like taking it a, uh, in on a more like intelligent i think level 
uh, versus I'm just going to react because this is what I want to do right now. And, you know, I'm just being reactive and allowing myself that space, regardless of uh, how it's going to affect the other person and how it's going to affect my relationship. So just right. We don't need to negate, you know, being mindful of how it's making me feel. But then I can process it and say, I don't want to react this way because it's going to be harmful. Yeah, just to add to that, this is all into the assumption, right, that both people are willing to play ball here, like in that sense, that they're both willing to overcome, that they both value the relationship to this incredible extent, right, that they're willing to overcome these, I don't know, egoistic properties or whatever, or in, innate properties, that that's a must, I think. Then literally read my mind. Uh, I was thinking, well, <laughs> it's scary, hey, <laughs> because you know both should play by the same rules. You know, it will not work if one is rising above her, his ego, and the other one is just just playing by the common rules. You know, reacting how how he or she is accustomed to do. So it would be great, you know, to have this tells video to be shown to everyone, you know. The thing about uh, talking about your problems and stuff like that, all 12 step is based on the first thing you do. It's anonymous, but you go, I'm, I'm here and this is my problem. And there's something about letting people in. And, and the interesting thing is, is, uh, uh, you think you're the only person that has these difficulties until you're in a group where everybody's got the same gig. And it, it shocked me that we would have the same symptoms in our life and different, you know, uh, I did a bunch of 12 step one, they, they, they had adult children of alcoholics, but they found out that the kids had the same symptoms of adult children of if they got beat up. So so, it, but being able to go in and say, "My, this is what I'm going through," and realizing everybody else is doing it, you heal. The love and the connection heals from being able to be honest. And I think I think also not comparing whether or not you have a worse life than someone else. Not comparing the fact that you or thinking that, oh, I've got to be heard, so I'm going to put this other person down or invalidate them. It's about validating their experience and validating them. Yeah, I think one thing we forget also sometimes is that um, trying to make concessions to make another comfortable is the hardest thing to do in the world. You know, it's a quality of giving. This is the hardest thing to do for a human. If you're in a, in a relationship and both sides are doing exactly the same, then you're not losing anything by giving up on something that's dear to you in order to make your partner happy and comfortable. And see if she, or, you know, you know, both sides are doing the same, then they will always be happy. I think we have to move on. Unfortunately, this is such a great discussion. Rob, what do you think? Should we go on to the next activity?
Yeah, I think it's an absolute awesome discussion. Uh, great input, great answers, um, great bunch of guys. You, you'll have to keep coming. Um, yeah, let's have some fun, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so for those of you, <coughs> excuse me, those of you who are near, uh, new here, uh, near, new here, I think I just combined two words, um, but <laughs> um, don't get scared off by this activity. We do this every week. It's uh, a lot of fun, okay? So um, we're gonna do our traditional open diner chair dance. Very, it's a very simple activity. It's called a chair dance, which basically just means you're gonna be doing stuff with your arms. You don't have to do the salsa or merengue or anything like that, don't worry. Okay, um, so the way it works is kind of like follow the leader, if you're familiar with that game. Um, so we have, we're gonna be playing some music and one person at a time is gonna be displayed on the screen. When you come up on the screen, do a dance move, something with your arms, you know, something fun, whatever. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, and everyone is gonna follow your move. When other people are displayed on the screen, then you follow their move. So it's just a nice way for us to connect. Just remember when, you, when you're displayed on the screen, you're gonna see a little text box and your um, screen, which basically just says that you are being spotlighted. A lot of times what happens is people start reading that little text box and this becomes their uh, dance move because you only have a few seconds to do something. So do not worry about reading that little text box when it comes up. That just means you're being spotlighted. So do something. Okay, let's have a, uh, some fun with this. It's, it's a great way to connect. Can we have some music, please?
anyone did everyone survive this exercise we lost one person i think <laughs> okay not so bad <clears throat> uh we're kind of running out of time here i really want to do this next exercise um even if it if we have to be brief but this is an exercise of building a collective intention we've done this before so we often talk about the power of the intention here at the Open Diner, our thoughts, our intention, very powerful things. So right now we're going to build a collective intention for the week until we meet again. So let's take a moment to think about what we want to achieve this week in our relationships. Okay, everyone, please take a moment to think about it. What do you want to achieve in your relationships? Okay, and uh, in a few words, tell us what is your intention for this week in regard to your relationships? As one of us speaks, again, we're not judging, we are listening and um, let's try to feel in our hearts, let's try to feel everyone's intention so we're going to build a collective intention. We're going to give them that love and support that they need in order to carry out the, their intention for the week. I want to learn how to read my wife's mind. Yeah, going in tune with that, Willie. Um, I'm going to look out for um, the opposite traits to mine in my partner and try and work with them and above my ego and my selfishness. Yeah, create wholeness. I can't read my words, man. I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm reading a book uh, called How to Love Yourself and the uh, section two starts by saying for 365 days, everything that comes up big or little, you say, what would a woman who loves herself do? So because I'm kind of not in a relationship right now, except for my puppy, uh, I, I am learning to be kinder to myself, listen to, because when I love me, 
then something will open up to where I can be loved by another. But it's it's a skill to learn how to love yourself. Way different. I think what we just experienced is just just we can relate to any relationship, in, even even the briefest in in the in the you know uh, in the store that you you don't judge and you allow people space and you build this this common space even for a two minutes and that's already a great success i think um i want to i want my wife to feel love more and more that's important I'm going to make, I want to make an effort this week to pause and not be reactive. I still have room uh, to improve in that regard. Um, And, uh, you know, when when the emotions are high, it takes effort to not react. So that's that's what I want to work on this week. I want to work on the, on the, uh, like uh, to talk, to talk to my, to my partner. I want to work on being less judgmental too and um like nina not react quickly think just be slower to be angry um in things german am i pronouncing your name correctly German, German. He spoke. Oh, you spoke. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, did anyone? Did we miss anyone? Did anyone not get a chance to speak? Okay. Wonderful. Again, round of applause. Thinking about you all, so that we all succeed in our collective intention for this week. Until we meet again. So that being said, thank you all for joining and taking part in this uh, event. It was a real pleasure to have you here. I think it was a very nice event. Please follow us on on Facebook Meetup YouTube at the links that you see on the screen. We post a lot of uh, really interesting materials, or we're trying to. Anyway, you'll be the judge of that on, um, on Facebook. On uh, YouTube and Facebook, you can watch all our past events. I think at this point we've had like over 100 for sure. So you can RSVP for upcoming events on Meetup and Facebook. Yes, thank you, Nina. What a, an awesome uh, meeting we've had this this week. Um, shows what happens, how different it is when people uh, put their heart into it and, and contribute, doesn't it? Thank you all very much. Um, it's been excellent. So please um, RSVP, follow and subscribe, uh, and then you'll be notified about our events. 
Thank you all once again for joining and especially for taking part. It's been awesome. Please continue to join us every Thursday, 6.30pm. Spread the word and most importantly, bring your friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, everybody. Thank you. Great week. Love you, everybody. Love you, Nina. Thank you for all your guidance. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, you, you, you should huh? love yourself, Susie. I should I, what? I hope you do love yourself. You deserve it. <laughs> well, yeah, it, but you gotta work on it. Oh, you yeah, gotta get the you do. gotta get the book, How to Love Yourself. Oh. Okay, honey, love you. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. Tell Roberta, I hope she's okay.